Hello, Cameron here with the Chairpist, and I am lucky enough to have scored my friend Corbett while I'm down here in Mexico, and he is a fantastic human being. He actually is the founder of Fizzle, and Fizzle is an awesome platform that you can go on and learn how to blog and actually do some podcasting and organize your time. And I actually used Fizzle and love him for that. And he has a lot of information for people who want to get into education, who want to do more marketing, networking. So Corbett Barr, welcome. Thank you so much, Cam, for having me. I'm excited. We've talked about this for a long time and here we are podcasting. I don't know, like 10 years. <laughs> it's been, maybe not that long, but it's been a while for sure. It feels like it. Yeah. Started with the blogging and then I thought, I'm not good at writing, I'm better at talking. And, that, and that's an important detail. Like I think sometimes people try too hard to use a platform or a medium that is just not suited to them and their personality. So I say, if you're good at video, use video. If you're good at podcasting, do podcasting. You don't have to just do Instagram because everybody's doing Instagram. You can use a different platform if it suits you better and, and your style. Yeah, Instagram is still the place to go for networking. I mean, it depends on your medium. Uh, Obviously, for stylists, it's important because you want to see the finished work, right? You want to see the work in progress and so on. But you could probably do really well on YouTube also, right? I'm sure you've been on YouTube watching people do various styles and, you know. Yeah, there's a lot more YouTube influence. Yeah, for sure. Which I never thought YouTube was going to be a huge platform, but I didn't realize that Instagram was going to be the platform it is today either. So Right. Yeah, but the cool thing about podcasting, you know, in your case is there probably aren't that many stylists on podcasting, so maybe it's a good way to, you know, reach people who want to be able to listen on the go, listen in their car, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? And if I can at least reach one person and make them feel inspiration, then that was my goal, <laughs> to do this podcast. Perfect. So now you're working on a big project. I just want to talk a little bit about how, what a big deal Corbin is. He won't admit it, but... <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, I am uh, currently helping a, a company called Sounds True, which is like a 40-year-old uh, publishing company. They have published a lot of big-name authors, including people like Eckhart Tolle, uh, Brene Brown, Thich Nhat Hanh, Pema Chodron, people that uh, operate in the mindfulness, meditation, yoga, those sort of spaces, even spirituality. Uh, they have for a long time been a publisher of physical books and audiobooks, things like that. And now we're creating a new platform that will be sort of like a combination between Netflix and Peloton where you can show up daily and take live meditation, mindfulness classes, yoga classes, things like that. So my expertise is around online media and putting together platforms. So uh, I'm applying that to this other company right now and it's kind of fun. That's awesome because a lot of stylists are going to need that platform for the self-care. <laughs> yes. There's going to be a few episodes on self-care. Totally. Dedicated to it. For, Absolutely. It's especially super right now because there's a lot of things going on in the world and we get, we're therapists. Yes. So. You are and also you're entrepreneurs and, and that's the thing. It's like as an entrepreneur, it can be really easy to kind of put yourself last because there's so many things to do for your clients, for your business and so on. And you can find that you hit a wall eventually unless you learn how to care for yourself and make sure that you're, you are managing your energy levels and, and making time for yourself. So mindfulness, meditation, all that kind of stuff has been really popular in the entrepreneurship communities Absolutely. because we all realize how much um, a problem mental health can be if you ignore it. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sure anybody who's listening can uh, definitely think about a few instances where they've had to help somebody or maybe they've come to the end of their rope. And mindfulness is so important and intention, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we've been talking about this podcast for a couple of years now, and yeah. now it's happening. So putting intention into anything. And that actually brings me to people who want to do education yeah. and use a platform for education. And maybe the modules, like, um, you know, we have fancy scissors, or they do a modular education. Masters of Balayage, they do a modular education where you can go through and get certified and do advanced classes for balayage. Yep. And so if somebody wanted to get into that and maybe go remote, like yeah. you are now, yeah. How would they go about doing that? Yeah, that's a whole big can of worms. Um, the cool thing is that I've seen this pattern happen for a number of people who do something in person that they get really good at, and then they realize they have something to share that other people might want to learn. And then you're able to eventually teach online, which opens up a whole bunch of possibilities for you. Either just diversifying your revenue stream, which is really interesting, right? Because instead of having to be behind the chair all the time, you could then be earning money from people taking your courses. I've seen this happen to um, people who teach music, for example. Uh, one of the biggest success stories to come out of Fizzle, which is an entrepreneurship um, training platform that I run, is someone named uh, Scott who runs Scott's Bass Lessons. And he literally was a electric bass teacher in England and started teaching on YouTube and then opened up his own platform and has gone on to do seven figures of revenue. And so if you think about the difference between teaching individual uh, kids or adults lessons for $40, $50 an hour, something like that, versus being able to teach tens of thousands of people at once on a platform, you can see how powerful it is. So um, if you want to get into teaching though online, you have to have an audience, right? You have to be able to reach people in some way. And so that's where blogging, podcasting, creating videos, that sort of thing, or even on Instagram, whatever it is, as long as you start to grow an audience, then you can uh, create something that you wanna sell those people online. And in fact, a lot of times it's even more effective than selling people in-person services because if you're big on Instagram, you reach people around the entire world, but if you're only offering something in person, only a small fraction of people in Tacoma or wherever you live could actually take advantage of that. So by having something that they can buy online, you can start to sell you know, and diversify. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I was thinking about, too, because the pandemic created a lot of online presence and influence because yep. people went to online to purchasing, online for education, online for connection in yep. general. And so not saying that we're going to have another pandemic, but it's also nice to be able to work from wherever you are. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have realized that. Uh, I know that you know small business owners who do like in-person services were impacted really, really hard during yeah, the pandemic. Absolutely. And so uh, I think a lot of people realized how nice it would be to have something online. And then some other people realized how important it was if they already had something online, that they had at least established a foothold there so that when something like that happens, if it's a pandemic or a disaster of some sort, they aren't completely impacted. And we've also seen this kind of um, two different sections of the economy. There were people who were able to easily switch to working remotely 
and they weren't really impacted at all by the pandemic. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, yeah. you work remotely. He's here in Mexico for how many months? Yeah, we have lived in Mexico uh, for 13 years now, every winter for three or four months, and I'm able to do that because I can live and work from anywhere, which is amazing. So the pandemic didn't really change anything for me, but knowing people who uh, run bars and restaurants and stylists and everyone else, uh, it was a pretty rough go. So. You know, I'm not saying that everybody needs to have something online, but if you're interested, it's not a bad idea just because it gives you some safety and, and margin. You know, it's it's been such a wild ride, this whole COVID thing. And I know a lot of people had to pivot. You know, we went to doing touch and goes or building care, hair kits yep. for our clients. Yep. And that's something we couldn't do necessarily remote. But for some of my education friends, they were really able to set themselves apart from other people yeah. through working on education and not having to just focus on working behind a chair. So it gives you more things to do and it definitely diversifies yeah. your portfolio. Flexibility sure. is so great. Definite flexibility. Because you guys were in Spain a couple of years ago. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, uh, the only thing that might impact our choice of where to live around the world would be time zones. Um, but otherwise, as long as there's a decent internet connection, you know, it's nice to be, we live in Portland normally, and it's nice to be out of Portland during the winter when it's rainy. So we spend our, our winters in Mexico and it's it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm so lucky to get to meet all these awesome people down here in Mexico. We're actually in a town called Bar de Navidad and it's fantastic because there's lots of different people from all over the world. Here. Yeah, I mean, this is where we've met and yeah. then and then we've hung out in the Northwest as well, so. And we only live a state away, but we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for Barr, right? Exactly. So I have two questions that I ask people at the end of all my podcasts. Okay, cool. And the first one is, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my God, the craziest thing that's ever happened to me? So you can think about it. Okay. Because I have to talk about my sponsor. Okay. Trey. Please do. Style Sharp Shears. He's amazing. He comes in. He sharpens my shears while I'm working. He chats it up with my guests or not. And he just reads the room. And then my shears are sharpened and he leaves. And my life is better because of Style Sharp Shears. Love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> if you needed your shears sharpened in any way, kitchen shears, I'd recommend them if you lived in if yeah <laughs> maybe when i pop through i'll, I'll call trey yeah <laughs> Love i don't it. know if he does kitchen shears but <laughs> I, I imagine he can do pretty much anything um can i tell a story that might involve just a little bit of salty language it's totally fine okay okay this i don't know if this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me but um along with the mexico theme we live in a town here where one of the neighboring towns is called san patricio which is saint patrick and in March, during St. Patrick's Day, there is this insane week-long celebration for St. Patrick's Day it's to celebrate. Top 10 in it's it's in an amazing world. it's an amazing fireworks show. It's also a very dangerous fireworks show <laughs> because in Mexico, um, people just have a different idea of safety, I think. And so there's a carnival, and some of the rides are a little rusty and questionable. And if you watch the fireworks show you learn that you need to be at a safe distance if you don't want to actually be involved directly in the fireworks. Or burned. Or burned. <laughs> so at some point at the end of the fireworks show, 
a number of uh, young men come out with these things they call toros. And the toros are basically these wooden bulls that they hold above their heads. And out of the toros come these rockets of fireworks. And they run around the town square with these rockets and they shoot out of the crowd. And generally it's kids that are playing, running around in the town square, whatever, and having a good time, but they sometimes get burned. And a friend of mine got burned in this once. A firework bounced off the ground, up his shorts, burned one side of his leg, somehow made it across without burning in any important bits and uh, down the other side of his leg. Well, once a buddy of mine and I decided that we were gonna watch the fireworks, but we knew that it was kind of dangerous and we're too old for that shit. So we decided to stay on the side and we thought we were far enough away. But uh, as we were watching the, the bulls run through the town square from about 50 yards away, a rocket shot out and directly came at us and hit me in the groin. And I looked down and <laughs> I was actually on fire. I was, I was smoldering from this firework and I look over at my buddy, he's like in disbelief. And at that very moment, a guy who was selling churros on the side <laughs> runs over and he goes, uh, a Mexican guy, he goes, your dick, your dick, it's on fire. <laughs> and my buddy Doug, <laughs> my buddy Doug takes off his hoodie sweatshirt and he's like beating my groin to put the thing out. And luckily I had uh, like three layers on, so it just burned a hole in my shirt. So I was thankful that I wasn't like seriously injured, but um, that's one of my favorite, favorite things that's ever happened in Mexico. <laughs> There's always a crazy story. That's for exactly. sure. Okay. And then the second one is what's a little known fact that people don't know about you? Hmm, a little known fact that people don't know about me. Um, I grew up extremely poor. Um, my dad worked in a factory for a good chunk of his life. Uh, and then he ended up working as a janitor for the, the last part of his life. My mom worked three jobs and I remember uh, like doing layaway at Kmart for Christmas and things like that. We ate government cheese, like the whole thing. And um, I, I, I didn't know any different. Like I had a great childhood. I, you know, I knew that we struggled a little bit, but my parents were very loving and caring and always made sure that my sister and I had everything that we needed, even if it meant that they had to work three jobs. And uh, I love them for that. And I, I feel um, lucky in a way that I grew up blue collar because it makes me appreciate the world in a different way and able to relate to people in different ways. But also, I love that we live in a country where we have so much opportunity that I was able to start a blog, you know, 14 years ago. And it led me on this crazy journey to be able to live and work from anywhere. And um, it's just like such a, a cool transition. And I can't wait to see what happens for the next several decades of my working life. Well, we know you're going to be successful because we've watched you just get more and more and more successful and stay really level-headed, which <laughs> that's why we love Corbett. But if anybody wants to get involved with Fizzle or they want to utilize Fizzle services, how would they do so? Yeah, so over at fizzle.co, we have uh, basically hundreds of hours of training on things like how to start a podcast or how to start a blog. And we don't just give you like the technical details because that you can frankly find on YouTube. What we try to focus on are the stories of 
what's the difference between one of the millions of blogs that are out there, frankly, or millions of podcasts versus the handful of them that become really successful? And we don't just um, teach, we also have done this ourselves. We've, I've run a blog that has attracted over 20 million visits over the years. I've run a podcast that has had 5 million downloads. And we interview people and get behind the scenes and find out what really makes successful online ventures tick. And uh, at fizzle.co, we have a free trial. And then you can tune in to a weekly coaching call if you like and bring your actual issues that you're struggling with. You know, I started this blog, but I'm, I'm not getting the traction that I wanted. Could you take a look at it? And we have coaches that actually get in there and, and uh, talk to you about your specific situation. In fact, it was really because of Fizzle that my blog improved greatly because when I first started putting it out, it was just like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> but I'm glad that I chose the podcast format because obviously I can talk to a park bench. So I can talk to the microphone, I can talk to a park bench. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Today, it was, I mean, this is huge to get 20 minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And love you, Corbin. Yeah, and love to see what you're doing, Cam. Thank you so much. Yay.